to What a Crime to Be Alive. This is Pinky. And I'm Carly. And today we are recording on a Tuesday. Um, we're recording on a Tuesday because I had a little bit of a meltdown last night. <laughs> do you want to do you want to tell them about it? Um, so basically what happened was as soon as we finished recording yesterday, she said, I think I'm gonna want to record again. And then she said, Can you do it tomorrow? And I said, yeah. She got home and she said, I hate that everyone is so, what'd you say? Encouraging. So encouraging. So she listened to it and didn't like it. And here we are again. Yeah. So everybody was like, you're new to this. I'm sure it's not as bad as it's, you think it is, but I listened to it and mm-mm. Was it as bad as you thought it was? To me, yes. Yeah. Okay. To me, yeah. But the reason I really wanted to re-record is because I think this case deserves the utmost attention and respect. So I wanted to do the story justice. Um, Today we'll be exploring the death of Kendrick Johnson. A little bit about Kendrick Johnson. He was a 17-year-old sophomore and a three-sport athlete at Loundis County High School in Valdosta, Georgia. He played football, basketball, and track. He was also 5'10 and 160 pounds, so that's going to be relevant to you a little bit later. He kept and shared gym shoes in a gym mat to avoid paying locker fees at his high school. And he was also a pretty popular kid. Um, According to his family, he was well-liked and he had tons of friends. So let's get into it. On January 11th, 2013, not 2003, because I said that a million times (laughs) yesterday. (laughs) On January 11th, 2013, His body was found in the old Loundis High School gymnasium. The school was put down, put on lockdown immediately following the discovery of his body. And then on the very next day, the officials reported no injuries and that the death was accidental. Um, They said his body showed no signs of injuries following the preliminary autopsy results. And like I said, his body was found rolled up inside a tumbling mat. Investigators speculated that he went into the rolled-up mat to retrieve a shoe and couldn't get out. They believe the death was a tragic accident, but his parents believe he was murdered. So when I first heard about this, and when I first saw the pictures, um, my first assumption was he was murdered. What do you think? Yes, absolutely. Um, The pictures, we discussed it a little bit yesterday, and I still haven't really made up my mind, but... The pictures are pretty graphic. Um, We'll describe them a little bit later on. But when you see the pictures of him, you can notice swelling. You notice um, some discoloration of his face. Looks like there's bruising. He's just like mainly unrecognizable. Right. Like his head was swollen. And um, without knowing exactly what happened to him, if you just look at the picture, you're like, oh, he was definitely beat to death. Um... Don't want to draw parallels here, but the photo reminded me a little bit of Emmett Till. Um, his mother had a open casket funeral for him so people could see the damage that was done to her son. So that's what immediately um, rung in my head. But anyway, um, I was looking on allthatsinteresting.com. And they said one of the most baffling mysteries of the case is that the black and white gym shoe they found on the ground below Kendrick um, that they presumed that he was reaching for was lying on top of a pool of blood. 
but there was no blood on the shoe itself. There was also a hoodie and a pair of orange and black gym shoes found lying on the gym floor, as well as traces of blood on the wall nearby. Um, this is the first thing that kind of raised a red flag to me. I'm not an investigator. I'm not a um, police officer, but they tested the blood and revealed that it did not belong to Kendrick. They also reported that the blood had likely been there for a long time. They didn't take the hoodie um, or the orange and black gym shoes into evidence. So those are a few items that they found, but just kind of tossed them to the side. Like, ah, oh, it's an accident. We're not going to look further into it. I have issues with this because, mm -hmm. for several reasons, but first, because I feel as if you should always treat everything as worst case scenario. So, and, I, and I'm not a police officer and I don't know much about it or anything like that, but I mean, why would you not secure the evidence just in case? Why would you not be sure? You know what I mean? And then also, they said that the blood had likely been there for a long time. What's going on in that school that there would be blood there for a long time? I'm not understanding. I don't remember where I read it, um, and we will have some citations. We'll try to cite most of our sources, but I was just reading so much um, last night and the past week. But they said that it was found on a tissue in a bathroom. I want to say the ladies' bathroom, but don't quote me on that. Um, so that was, that was their excuse, for lack of a better term. Um, I guess, you know... Nosebleed, maybe? And somebody just maybe, tossed it? but tested anyways. Right. Anyway, on um, April 9th, 2013, his parents made a statement and demanded answers three months after his death. They said, we don't think we know that he was murdered. Um, they took to the Valdosta streets and rallied at the Loundis County Courthouse. And we're also going to get into that a little bit later um, we're going to explore a little bit about the aspects of protests when it comes to this particular case. On May 2nd, 2013, his death was officially ruled an accident. Um, the announcement came just an hour before friends, family, and civil rights activists marched outside of Loudoun County High School demanding justice. And they said that the cause of death was posi positional asphyxiation. Positional asphyxiation is in this case his body was hanging vertically upside down so they're implying that all the blood rushed to his head which you know yeah that would happen and that he'd been hanging there for so long and that all the blood was there that it eventually started coming out of his eyes his mouth his nose his ears and they also said that that attributes to the swelling of his face and the discoloration of his face so once again no foul play was um, suspected on the authority side, and his family is thinking something different happened, something much more sinister happened. On the 23rd of May, the Johnson family attorney said information from paramedics contradicts what law enforcement said. The report from the responding paramedics showed Johnson's body was partially in a rolled-up mat, but his head, torso, arms were exposed, and the family's attorney said, that contradicts investigators' claims that his body was found upside down in the mat. So there's already some inconsistencies here. Um, right, so if he was found, quote-unquote, upside down, stuck in the mat, there would absolutely be no way that his torso, head, and arms were exposed if he right. was laying upside down. Right. So... And that's where his height and weight comes into play. Because the opening of those gym mats 
are, I believe when he was found, it was 14 inches wide. And they measured his shoulder um, width, and his were 19 inches. His body was found with one arm above his head and the other like down near his waist. So it was in a position where it seemed like if he was trying to reach for a shoe or whatever, then that would be, um, that would be accurate. But once again, we mentioned, you know, about the shoe being fi- found on top of a puddle of blood and no blood being inside of it. It and just blah, makes blah, no blah, sense. Blah. Yeah. Um, and also, to me, personally, I just don't think that makes a lot of sense. Um, I don't know how heavy those mats are, but I would think he could, you know, maybe knock it over. He's 5'10", 160 pounds. He played football and basketball, ran track. Um, his family said he was a muscular guy. So I would assume that he would have enough strength to just, you know, push that thing over, reach for a shoe, and go about his business onto gym class. But they're saying he went in vertically and it was a tragic accident. But, you know, sounds fishy to me. Um, June 14th, 2013, the teen's body was exhumed from Sunset Hills Cemetery in Valdosta, and the family hired forensic pathologist William Anderson to perform the autopsy. So on September 3rd, 2013, the independent autopsy report said Johnson died from an unexplained, apparent, non-accidental blunt force trauma. So once again, this contradicted the original autopsy report. So basically this man was hit and that's what caused him to die. Yep, that's that's what the um, Mr. Williams said. <laughs> he said that there was um, bruising on his right neck and on the thorax area. And, um, yeah, that's consistent with blunt force trauma. Mm -hmm. So the authorities are saying one thing. The family hired somebody else. He's saying the opposite. Things are are continuing to be fishy. They don't add up. It's suspicious. Um, So a few days later, on September 9th, after 23 weeks of standing on the street corners holding signs and demanding answers, the family wanted Kendrick's death to be investigated as a homicide. The pathologist that the family hired um, to conduct the second autopsy said a homicide investigation needs to be opened because his injuries appear to be inflicted by another person. October 3rd, 2013, I'm sorry, October 30th, 2013, a judge ordered the release of the surveillance video and other investigative documents more than 10 months after the 17-year-old was found dead in a rolled-up gym mat. The Johnson's attorney filed a petition for a coroner's inquest previously and this is where it gets even more interesting i wish y'all could see my face right now (laughs) actually talk about this uh survey footage a little surveillance footage a little bit okay so on the surveillance footage that i have seen um it shows there's a camera inside of the old gym where kendrick was found um and in this is kendrick and i think it was three other uh kids they walk into the gym. They're seen. The three other kids are seen playing basketball, and then the three other kids walk out. There's no sign of Kendrick walking out. There's no sign of him getting inside of a mat. Um, there's completely an hour of footage missing, and the camera just happens to be out of focus. Yeah, and let's make a note of that. There's plenty of cameras on this high school campus, and that was the only one that was out of focus on that particular day. So, you know, my antennas are, you know, they're buzzing right now. It's making me think this is a conspiracy 
we need to um, go down here and march some more even in 2020. But let me just take a back seat for a second and continue with what we do know with the quote unquote facts. I'm doing air quotes here. So on um, October 31st, 2013, U.S. Attorney Michael Moore says the FBI will help him find out how Johnson died in January. The announcement came a day after the family got access to that um, crappy surveillance video. And on November 7th, an attorney um, for the Johnson family said that the video, you know, it raises even more questions. Like we just went over, it was out of focus. It was not positioned in a way that you can get any image um, showing the top edge of the mat. And they just didn't think that it was a coincidence. They thought, you know, obviously um, this family lost a child, um, the community lost a student. You know, there has to be more answers than just, you know, he took a dive into a vertical mat and now he's gone. On November um, 7th, I'm sorry, on February 7th, the Johnson's parents accused Harrington Funeral Home of fraud and negligence after a second autopsy showed that Johnson's organs were missing and his body was stuffed with newspaper. They claimed that the funeral home didn't tell them the truth about their son's body. Um, the private pathologist presented a four-page report of his findings on August 15th saying he detected hemorrhaging on the right side of Johnson's neck. So that's consistent with the blunt force trauma um, claims that he had previously stated and that it was definitely non-accidental or it appeared non-accidental, but his gut feeling was that it was non-accidental. Um, once again, the body cavity was filled with newspaper and I read some other things that said that newspaper really isn't a weird thing but it's kind of an outdated practice normally those organs <laughs> those organs are um, replaced with uh, I think I saw sawdust and the other one was cotton and that the organs are to be put in a plastic bag um, the GBI spokeswoman Sherry Lang said that the agency's policy is to return all organs to the bodies after autopsies and she insisted that that's what happened in Johnson's case she said those organs were in the body when we sent it back to the funeral home and that they stood by the conclusions that there was no foul play involved. So the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, the Lowndes County Coroner, and the Sheriff's Department all are sticking with the same story. This was a tragic accident, but there's no foul play going on. Find the organs. So let's just, you know, move along. Um, the coroner himself said the organs were deemed too badly decomposed to be preserved and had to be disposed of before the body was sent to the funeral home. Harrington Funeral Home that handled the body said they were missing when they arrived. So once again, another inconsistency and truth was hidden from the family. <clears throat> so that should put you in the mind frame of the family of why they're going so hard. You know, anybody would go hard if their child ended up dead in a school and there was no answers. But once you figure out that people are lying to you or withholding the truth, that just, you know, that pisses you off. Buddy, I would kill somebody. And it somebody. raises concern. <laughs> <laughs> I would kill somebody too for some Bentley, okay? Mm -hmm. On March 19th, 2014, there was an email confession sent to the Lowndes County Sheriff's Department. Um, it was an anonymous email de detailing an alleged confession of an ex-schoolmate um, that claimed to have killed Johnson. 
the district attorney ordered a communications company to hand over the internet records, and a few days later, they deemed the confession a hoax. And the, the false email actually implicated four people in the suspicious death, but like I said, they deemed it a hoax, and they tried to move along. In July, the Johnson family filed a wrongful death suit against the Loudoun County Board of Education, and the suit claimed that the school board did not properly investigate a 2009 incident involving an altercation on the school bus between Johnson and another student. So, Here's a quote from um, blackenterprise.com. Johnson was an honor roll student and well-known athletic all around the school. I'm sorry, I think that's supposed to be well-known athlete, but this is what they wrote, not me. Which caused him to gain a lot of attention, especially with the females. However, one day, Kendrick Johnson's popularity began to make people jealous, which was when he got into an argument with Brian Bell, who was also a student at the high school, along with um, Kendrick. Both Kendrick and Bell constantly argued with each other because Brian found out that his girlfriend, Taylor, was having a sexual affair with Kendrick. There were two more confession statements floating around which made national news. What are your thoughts? Um, <clears throat> I, I get it. You know, in high school it was all like, you were so worried about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But... And, I, and honestly, I feel like maybe that that had something to do with it, but I don't think that he, that this Bell kid would have killed him on purpose. I think maybe at the most it was he accidentally hurt him and then thought that it would be, um, like, very suspicious and he would be charged with murder, so he kind of tried to cover it up. Okay, so with Carly's theory... There's a little bit of weight to that because Brian Bell's dad was FBI agent Rick Bell. Rick and his wife ended up filing a $5 million defamation suit against Ebony.com who published these claims about um, Brian and his brother possibly murdering Kendrick. Um, what they did was they posted a article and they used pseudonyms for the Bell brothers but they also implied that the brother's dad was an FBI agent. So this caused the um, boys to go through their fair share of harassment and cyberbullying. So like I said, his parents filed that lawsuit, and um, the wife, I believe her name, I want to say Karen, but I don't... <laughs> that would make sense. <laughs> I'm not trying to be funny, but I thought her name was Karen. I don't have it in my notes, but let's just call her Karen. Um, she maintained in the interview that neither of her sons were near the old gym when Johnson was last seen on surveillance. The investigative file on Johnson's death included documents stating the older brother was on a bus traveling to a wrestling tournament in Macon, and the younger brother was in class on the other side of the school at the time. I skipped class all the time. <laughs> you can get from point A to point B really quick. So Carly was a bad student. <clears throat> um, <laughs> in November of 2014, the attorney for the Loudoun County School District said the high school strongly denies Johnson's claims that a student on the wrestling team had motive to harm Johnson. And in January of 2015, the Johnson filed yet another lawsuit accusing those classmates of um, killing Kendrick. There was also 38 defendants named in the suit and... Specifically, three classmates attacked Johnson. A little bit later on in that month, the members of the Johnson family were found guilty of obstruction following a trial. 
All seven were found guilty uh, for blocking people from entering the Loudoun County Judicial Complex during a protest on April 25th, almost said 2003 again, 2013. <laughs> they were sentenced to one year in jail, which was suspended if none of them were arrested within a year. Just keep that in the back of your mind, because like I said before, we're going to get into the protest in just a little bit. In August of 2015, the attorney for the Loudoun County Sheriff's Office said the latest claim by the family of Kendrick Johnson regarding Johnson's death was bogus. The Johnsons filed an amended complaint specifically that the Loudoun County Sheriff and others intentionally hid Kendrick's body in the rolled-up gym mat, and um, that was in order to cover up that he was murdered. And this is where people's um, wheels start to turn once again because... I would say, if we're going with the Bell Brother theory, and this is all a legend, and this is speculation, that FBI agent Rick would have some pull with the sheriff's um, department. He would have some pull with the um, county attorneys, and that they would be able to collaborate to cover up an accidental death. And when I say accident, um, I mean maybe when they got into this fight, they did not mean to kill Kendrick, but... That's a possibility to me. And since Mr. Bell um, filed that defamation suit, I just want to say again that this is all alleged and don't sue me, Mr. Bell. In January of 2016, that is the three-year anniversary of Kendrick's death, his mother said that 2016 would be the year of accountability. She said the past three years have been hard on her, but she has not stopped seeking justice for her son, and I wouldn't either. Um, I'd keep it going. A lot of people had ill feelings towards the family for keeping this thing going, and we'll explore that a little bit later, but it just doesn't make sense to me why people expect for them to give up so easily. Um, granted, that would be very hard to accept if you heard that your child accidentally died reaching for a gym shoe that's kind of a freak accident and that would be hard for anybody to accept whether you thought there was foul play or not you would still keep pushing and pushing and pushing for answers especially when you found out that information was withheld when it comes to the people that performed the autopsies and the funeral home who handled the body free of charge and I mentioned that's free of charge because maybe they cut some corners you know maybe they just didn't follow everything by the book and figured we're not going to make any money on this so Let's do what we will with the organs. Anyway, um, in March of 2016, the Johnson parents withdrew their $100 million wrongful death lawsuit, um, which was filed the previous year that accused the brothers of killing their son. And the county school system issued a statement in response. The school board was also named in the suit. And like I said, they just completely denied. Um, they claimed that the... Johnson family was just grasping for straws. They were lying because they could not accept the truth. And they understood the, um, the tragic aspect of the situation. But like I said, they just kept denying everything that was coming up against them. June of 2016, the Justice Department ended their investigation, citing that there was insufficient evidence to support federal criminal charges. This didn't sit well with the Johnson family, so they filed another lawsuit. And it made many of the same claims from the previous, and they added a few more defendants. A total of 41 defendants were named. And once again, the suit claimed that Johnson was murdered, and that was covered up. But 
in um, a couple months later, the lawsuit was dismissed without prejudice. Um, and basically the case didn't move along because a lot of deadlines weren't met. And I guess people just didn't stay on the ball, so they dropped that one as well. But third lawsuit filed <laughs> in July. You know it. Um, it was basically the same thing. And the defendants ranged from the Loudoun County officials to former classmates of Kendrick. In 2018, Johnson's family filed to have Kendrick's body exhumed yet again. And in June of 2018, they actually set the date for that third autopsy. Um, the GBI conducted the first one, like we said. They determined that it was accidental positional asphyxia. And his family later paid for a second autopsy, which found the death um, cause of death to be blunt force trauma. They exhumed the body on June 22nd and on November 15th, the third autopsy determined that the cause of death was non-accidental blunt force trauma to his right neck and right thorax, which is the body cavity between the neck and the abdomen. So out of three autopsies, two of them said this was not an accident and it was consistent with the blow to the neck and the thorax. So two out of three, that's ball game. I know that um, the GBI investigator said that these reports were not as detailed as his, and he thought that maybe they cut some corners um, to give the family the answers they were looking for. So basically, he's defending his work. He's mm -hmm. saying what I did was thorough, what I did mm -hmm. was correct. I don't know about these independent folks. Believe what you want. <clears throat> December 28th, 2018. Johnson's parents and lawyers want this evidence presented in front of a jury. And they stated that um, the evidence is overwhelming as to there being something more akin to homicide rather than an accident as the death certificate reads. And the timeline that I was researching, this is where it ended. So um, we have a couple additional points of discussion. And this is where I want to get into the protests. So we mentioned that the Johnson family and civil rights leaders marched in protests for further investigation. There was a group called Community that uh, marched to Valdosta from Atlanta to demand Kendrick's honorary degree at what should have been his graduation ceremony. Mm -hmm. They also demanded a four-minute moment of silence on his behalf, and these demands were denied. And the protesters were arrested for criminal trespassing. Nope, don't like that. Petty. Kendrick's sister, Kenyatta, did not participate in her class's commencement in 2013. You want to know why? Hey, Atlanta to Valdosta? Yeah, they marched for days. Dang! That's <laughs> 243 miles. Yeah, I believe it was six days they marched. Well, dang on. Okay, what did you, you say? I said Kenyatta's sister did not participate in her commencement mm. in 2013, and do you want to know why? Why? She had memorabilia of her brother on her clothing, and they didn't let I'm her I'm sorry, walk. what? They did not let her walk. They didn't want to give him an honorary degree, and they didn't want to have a moment of silence for him. Why the hell not? In a community as small as Valdosta, and... Is it pretty small? For like it to be like? a tragic accident, what's the problem with an honorary degree in a four-minute... Let me tell you something. Ashland Independent Schools <laughs> may not be the best. However, if someone died, was murdered, anything happened to them, they would 100% have an honorary degree, a moment of silence, 
any kind of celebration, an empty seat, an empty seat reserved for the person, anything like that, without the family having to ask. No, it would just be done. Yep. And no shade to Ashland, but this isn't the most progressive uh, community either. No. And there's, well, I don't, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag. Let's keep talking. Um, In addition to not letting Kenyatta walk, there was a general disdain for the Johnson family throughout the whole community. Um, I found an entire Reddit thread dedicated to, quote unquote, misleading information and outright lies from the Johnson family and their attorneys. Why are you so concerned, bruh? <laughs> like, unless you're, unless you are one of the people that was being accused of killing uh, Kendrick or a family member of one of the Bell brothers, why are you dedicating your time to writing this entire thread about why this family is liars and why they are attention seekers and they just want money and blah, 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 blah. Like, what's the issue? What's your problem? I don't know. They need to get a real hobby. That's for sure. Speaking of hobbies. Yep. (laughs) We came in contact with a hateful tweeter or two. Keep in mind, this is our second episode. We had an intro episode that we called episode zero. I don't consider that one a real episode. So this is our second episode. We have about, I don't know, 40-some followers on Twitter. We're new to the game. We're starting to promote stuff. We're trying to make things happen. And we got a nasty tweet. And there wasn't, you know, any cussing or harassment or anything like that. But it was this man who basically said that we were going to plagiarize our episode from all the other um, episodes that have been done on Kendrick Johnson's death and that there was no foul play. And then he was like trolling me on my personal account because I was trying to retweet the tweet. And he was like, oh, look, your response. Nobody's responding. Dur, dur, dur. And then there was another girl, um, and she wasn't exactly rude. She just was telling me that, you know, the discoloration of his face was because of the blood and he wasn't bruised. And da, da, da. Girl, shut up and let me do what I do to promote this podcast. Like, I, w- I wasn't claiming that what I was saying was fact. I was trying to promote my show. But anyway, that lets you know that these people were really disliked. Like, people are defending. This happened in 2013, 2013. and this man is searching Kendrick Johnson's name just to tweet at people. Yes, I'm glad Carly said that because I looked at this man's profile, and every single one of his tweets was a response to anybody who mentioned Kendrick Johnson's name, anybody who hashtagged Kendrick Kendrick Johnson's name, and he was just trolling people, telling them that they were wrong, that there was no foul play, da-da-da-da-da. And he seemed a little, as the racists say, I'm not racist, he seemed a little racist. And the reason I mentioned racism is because we're going to explore the racial tension in Valdosta. This is a quote from a citizen of Valdosta. Valdosta has always been segregated and always will be. It's the South, and the history of Valdosta speaks for itself. Black people were lynched in this town, black folks worked in the fields to make a living, and some black folks lived in houses that weren't suitable for dogs. Another quote. Well, actually, it's not a quote. So um, it was the attorney, an African-American attorney, attorney <laughs> attorney Roy Copeland who lived in Valdosta it says he was strolling downtown which was not unusual for the attorney on a weekend when he encountered a group of white people walking toward them I mean toward him 
This is where the quote begins. They see me coming and they almost run out of the way. They literally yielded an entire sidewalk to me. And in my head, I'm kind of playing this game. So it seems like there's tension there. It seems like, you know, segregation is illegal. It's been outlawed. But we all know communities that are segregated. We all know that... Um, Shout out to Grayson. <laughs> Shout out to Grayson, Kentucky. They're doing a fine job at segregation. Y'all are an embarrassment. But anyway, <laughs> um, you know, we know com communities where they don't like, quote unquote, race mixing. And the reason this is uh, relevant to this case is because Johnson's family insisted that his um, death was not investigated properly because he was black. And um, a lot of people think this might have been a hate crime, whether he was murdered because he was black or he was murdered because he was sleeping with a white girl. There is racial tension in this community. And it says a lot when every time people came to march or protest on behalf of Kendrick, that they were arrested, that they were harassed. I mean... I see why people think that this could be a hate crime. And honestly, in 2013 and in 2020, racism is still alive and well. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Racism is still alive and well, and there's a lot of BS going on that shouldn't be going on. And I just think it's important that we talk about that aspect and we acknowledge that black lives aren't always valued. And I'm not saying that this is what happened in this case, but I think it's worth the conversation and I think it's worth digging into. Um, when you have a community in the South and when people march for their rights or try to use their voices and they're automatically suppressed or arrested, that raises a red flag. When the family insists that this fight went on over a girl, that raises a red flag. So there's plenty of things that happen that lead me to believe that race could have been a factor. Um, what do you think, Carly? Faux show. Sure. I think it was because of the quote-unquote affair that Kendrick was having with Taylor. I think that that had a lot to do with how the situation was handled. Um, I just, I don't know. It and just wasn't handled correctly. And I think it would have been way different had it been a white child. Exactly. Had it been a white child, and I'm sorry, I know some of y'all are turning this off now, but we're going to do it, okay? Um, had it been a white 17-year-old three-sport athlete, let me tell you, they would have not left that gym for days. They wouldn't have went to school they for like the rest of the week. They would have shut the entire campus down. They would have dusted the entire school for prints. They would have taken in any little speck of blood to be analyzed. The orange uh, hoodie, the orange and black shoes, those would have been put in a bag and submitted to the evidence department. I'm telling you, so many steps were skipped. Mm -hmm. And like I said, it's 2020, and we're seeing this in the news every day. We're seeing cover-ups every day. We're seeing people die every day and not getting justice. We're seeing these families fighting for justice, and they're being suppressed. Their voices are being uh, silenced. They're being arrested as well. All of these things should raise red flags to you. Yep. I agree. Period. Last thing we're going to get into. Um, Anonymous, which is a hacktivist group 
um, known for their cyber attacks against government agencies, and um, they occasionally leak confidential documents exposing wrongdoings. They butted their little heads in to this um, story, and they dropped a video. And Anonymous, um, I think they exposed some stuff that was going on in the Church of Scientology. They've exposed financial records before. They've exposed government officials before. Um, they scare me because they're the real deal. But they seem to be on the right side of justice, even if they're doing some illegal stuff. Um, they posted a video, and we're going to insert a clip here. Getter. There were also another pair of gym shoes and a hoodie near the gym mat. Those were not collected as evidence. There was also blood on a vertical beam located near the mat. And the trash can in one of the bathrooms of the old gym was filled with bloody paper towels. These were quickly dismissed by saying a female had gotten injured in the old gym the night before, as KJ's dead body was laying in the mat. The blood was only tested to see if it matched KJ's, and it did not. When asked about the evidence that was not collected, Sheriff Chris Prime became angry and said this. Got some questions about the Kendrick Johnson case. Why not, sir? Because our case is closed. The family has some concerns about why some things were not taken into evidence. There was blood on the I'm wall. I discussed the case with you. And wh why is that? Because I don't want to. Then, less than a minute after he'd invited us in, Why did you not understand that I said I'm through talking to him? Um, but basically, they claimed um, that some black students said they were told they could not be interviewed by law enforcement or their graduation would be jeopardized. Um, Anonymous called for the community to stand against the oppressors and expose the truth without fear or quantrail <laughs> consequences. Um, so basically, again, they're acknowledging that people's voices are being silenced. And it comes back to the graduation thing. Like, why are y'all, why, why is the school deciding to take graduation away from people for honoring Kendrick on their clothing? for asking for an honorary degree, for asking for a moment of silence. Like literally all these things are free and I'm not trying to put like a cost on his life, but everything's about money these days. None sure of this is. would have cost them a penny to just simply acknowledge this boy. And let me tell you something else. Nothing, this probably wouldn't even be a thing if they didn't charge money for lockers because they wouldn't have this to fall back on. I did see something about and this was, I think this was on the Reddit thread comments, mm -hmm. how people were saying that it was untrue about the locker fee. Oh, really? and da, 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 da. I don't know if that's mm -hmm. true or not. I yeah. didn't fact check it. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't matter. I mean, him and other students would store things in these mats. Um, right. And I'm sure it wasn't, even if they did charge, it wasn't a big issue for well-off kids to get a locker. But, you know, if you didn't have the money for it, then you yeah. had to store your stuff. And the fact that people are using that as, like, a claim against the family. Like, who cares? Right, like, right. you're just grasping at anything here to slander this family. Right. And I'm not saying the family was in the right the whole time. But I'm saying as a human being with compassion and empathy, mm -hmm. I understand why they did the things they did. Right. Oh, for sure. Um, so, yeah, y'all, that that's pretty much our Kendrick Johnson conversation. And Carly and I... Oh... What? There was one other thing. What? So, another thing that I don't really understand is, so, I and I can't remember if it was, if they were coming back from break on a 
Wednesday or if they were coming back on a Monday. Either way, Kendrick had, what I, from what I can tell, Kendrick had gym classes on Tuesday and Thursday. So their high school did a thing where you would have certain classes Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then Tuesday, Thursday, you would have, you know, other classes. So he had his, cl his gym class on Tuesday and Thursday. However, they came back from break on either Monday or Wednesday. So this means that the kid that he was sharing his shoes with, I would assume would have his gym class on either like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So if this kid had to go get his shoes and it was in the vertical mat, why didn't he end up head first in this mat, you know, dead when he was going to reach for the shoes that him and Kendrick shared? Right. That just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me either. And that's um, speculation, of course. Right. Don't sue us. <clears throat> but that is something I never saw explored in my research. Um, like I said, I researched for like several days and there were so many sources. And there's, to, I learned something every single time yeah. I read anything about this case. There's so many sources and so many theories, so many facts, air quotes. So I could have missed some things and I'm not saying this is a hundred percent accurate representation of everything that happened, but that's, right. that's something I never saw, which is interesting. Um, I did read about, you know, the schedule and all that, everything Carly said about the schedule and Tuesday, Thursday and stuff like that. But there was no mention of who he was sharing the <clears> shoes <throat> with or if they had even interviewed the person he shared right, the shoes right. with. Right, and they and, that, and to me, they should have because then they would know, you know, if they... That maybe, would establish a better timeline to right, me. Right, right. Yeah, because they were just coming back from break and that's why the mats were vertical instead of horizontal. So, had this other kid who's sharing these shoes, was he not there at school? Did he not have gym class those days? Were they, I just, I don't know. I have a lot of questions for that. Yep. So, you know, we're over here playing CSI or whatever, but we can do that because this is our podcast and that's what we do. Um, but yeah, we thought this was important to discuss because yes, there have been several podcasts that covered it, but like I said, it's not enough coverage in my opinion mm -mm. and there's still so much more that could be discussed and there's stuff that happens like this every day whether you believe it was a cover-up whether you believe it's an accident like I said these incidents are happening all day every day in 2020 and both of us are um definitely me and Carly I'm not trying to knock her as uh knock her or anything like that but we're kind of like social justice warriors um mm-hmm Yep. You know, we, we try to stand for what's right. We try to have conversations that are uncomfortable because I know a lot of times people don't like to talk about race. They don't like to talk about um, discrimination or current issues. But stuff like this is very important. And I encourage you to have those conversations with your family, have those conversations with your friends. Um, and yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable and Obviously, I'm not talking about this case specifically. I'm just talking about everything that's going on in the world right now. Um, it's just very important to keep these things in mind and to have an open perspective about race relations in America in 2020 because that's the only way things will get better is if we communicate and um, everybody fights the good fight to establish, you know, some justice reform some police reform and i won't get too much into that but this is going to be um a fairly common theme like i said we are going to be covering murders kidnappings rapes um 
cases with definitive ends, cases without definitive ends, hate crimes. Um, there's nothing we're going to shy away from, but we definitely want to bring a social justice aspect to this show because it is important. And I think that's about it for today. Um, Have we decided on what we're doing next week? No. Okay. But uh-huh. we are now on Spotify. Oh, yeah. That's right. We are also on Anchor. So when we post this on Thursday, it will be available on Spotify, Anchor, and SoundCloud. We submitted to Apple, but that takes a little bit longer for ap- approval. So, But when we're on there, it's over for you hoes. <laughs> Apple Freaks, get ready. Um, Please like, comment, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. We also have an email now, whatacrimepod at gmail.com. Send us your thoughts. Send us your suggestions for um, future episodes. Tell us where we missed the mark call us liars, whatever you want to do that is open and we will be checking that um, Gmail box often. We are also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Check us out there. Like and share as much as you can there as well. And we are on those every day. So anytime you want to interact, someone will get back to you. A-S-A-P. Halloween episode, we have some special things in the works. Don't want to um, reveal too much. But we did find out within the last week or so that Ashland Tragedy stuff we told you all about in the intro episode, um, there was a lady in Australia who covered it. Which is odd because it's this is Ashland, Kentucky. Yeah, this is Ashland, Kentucky. There's like 21,000 people Yeah, middle of you Appalachia. Know what? I just looked that up and I was absolutely floored that there was 20,000 people here because I thought there was like 50. Here? So, yeah, so when I go somewhere else, I guess I just don't know numbers. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, um, at first I was kind of bummed because I was like, dang, you know, I thought that was going to be, yeah. you know. Our, Quit stealing it. Our star show that was going to set us apart, but it's also really cool that people know about it in Australia mm-hmm. so um yeah we are going to be exploring that one I'm going to reach out to that girl in Australia and see you know if maybe she could call in or if we could use a clip or mm-hmm. hopefully she writes us back because she might have some information that we don't have I assume we have the best information because it's right here in town but you never know and that's one thing that we're interested in as well is collaboration. Australia, mate. So that email address is out there if you want to, you know, come join us one day or call in. We can do it um, Zoom style. Oh, yeah. We're going to have guests or something, Zoom, right? Zoom, Yeah. Cool. Anyway, um, it's time to go pick up the baby. We posted a picture yesterday. Um, Bentley has been promoted <laughs> <laughs> from our assistant to supervisor and he just really wasn't pleased with my work ethic yesterday he heard the episode he tried to smash my computer so that's another reason why we had to re-record we want to please him (laughs) um so yeah that can never happen (laughs) we are about to go pick him up and we're gonna have dinner and all that good stuff so when you hear this it'll be on thursday i hope you're having a great thursday and it's almost the weekend any final thoughts Nope, none. Just, um, you know, don't be doing stuff crazy, you know, to get killed. You know what I'm saying? Or we'll talk about you. Yep. 
Period. Always walk with a friend. <laughs> always have your phone. Keep your keys between your fingers. You know how it be. Pepper spray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, we're out of here. Black Lives Matter and Holla Baby Flamingo.